guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079, where we share our Wednesday with you. Have you done time travel before? Time travel? Oh, yeah. Because I've Just never like heard it. that expression. What's that? And then I'm thinking to myself, does he believe he's done oh, I some time travel? No question. Are you kidding me? I've deja vu. I'm telling you what, I'll have deja vu multiple times i've had deja vu that's not time travel oh it is no it's not like i was back there and then i'm up here yes time travel my friend what are you drinking today well what they had in that meeting i think behind us <laughs> kool-aid <This> big sales whatever <laughs> program meeting that's we don't kool-aid. get invited to no, we're not in the inner loop here so we're just kind of outliers yeah well i don't want to so say this- liars but <laughs> I don't know about that. I take exception to that part of it. We're outsiders. I'll take that. I'm, okay. I thought it meant the same thing. Yeah, but, but it can be taken wrong. Uh, oh, look at here. Oh, sports geez. girls back. I'm turning on a here mic. Here comes a hot sports it. opinion right now, uh, even as we speak. You're invited. Wait, hang on. There. You're officially. What's wrong with this microphone? You broke it. You're officially invited to next yeah, week's. Turning meeting. that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we reject that. Not any part of that crap. Yeah, I, don't know. I heard. I hear nothing. Yeah, that's a bunch yeah. of white noise right there. Yeah. All right, you're in the yard. Hey guys, good afternoon. How you doing? The doc is back. What's up? Oh, not much. Just wanted to go ahead and uh, scatter shoot a little bit, like uh, the professor says, scatter shoot. <laughs> yes. I stole that from the old sports writer, Blackie Sherrod, back in the day. Okay, okay. Well, 19-2 uh, to yesterday, the the Eagles, uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good day for the Eagles baseball team. So it's not Eagles have landed, Eagles right. have fallen? Is that yes. it? Right. All right. I- I wanted to I wanted to go ahead and say something because the other day you said something about uh, uh, Miguel Cabrera, you know, getting the three thousand hits and all that. And yeah, that, that's uh, a big deal. We should appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, what's going on with <laughs> with all the, the the mess over there in New York? The Mets, you know, getting hit by the balls and everything like that. You, have you been keeping up with that? No, I saw the headlines. I did not delve into that today. I, I'm not a big well, Mets well, fan. The, pro- the problem is when they took away this uh, spider tag, the pitchers apparently are having problems with gripping the ball or whatever. And they're losing their grip. And there's about 18 batters from the Mets have gotten hit. And other teams, like 11, uh, 11 batters have gotten hit on, on different teams or whatever. But uh, today there was uh, uh, a brawl uh, uh, at that game, and you know, you know what a mess, you know. So we had a brawl this afternoon in the Mets game. We we'll had to during the, during the break, and it, and it has and it has to do with all this hit batsmen and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, 
you know, uh, because right now, you know, as you mentioned the other day, Miguel Cabrera, you know, the 3,000 hits, you don't see too many uh, things anymore about the hitters, you know, because now it's a pitcher's game. You know, it's uh, the emphasis is put more on pitching. I agree with the uh, the goal, the moving to the power arm, one inning work, guys. I think a lot of right. it has moved towards right. the pitching. It's either pitching or right. it's power hitters, pitching and power. Right. Well, let me tell you a little story, something positive about baseball. When I was a kid uh, playing senior league ball, my coach, uh, Ricardo Martinez, down there in the Valley, I was 13 years old, 13, 14 years old, he told us a little story that when he was 18 years old, graduated in 1962 from a little school called Los Fresnos, he decided to go ahead and take, uh, uh, you know, that year, he graduated in 62, so it's going to be like 60 years that he graduated. He passed away like around eight or nine years ago. Uh, but when he graduated, he turned 18, and he was going to get married with his sweetheart, you know, but he didn't have that much money, so he went to Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, he was in a construction company working there, you know, earning a little bit of money to come back to the Valley and get married with his wife. Uh, 18-year-old kid. Well, apparently this 18-year-old kid wound up working at a construction uh, uh, zone where, they, where the San Francisco Giants uh, were, were having their, uh, their spring training in Phoenix, Arizona. And oh. – uh, he was, he, you know, he was kind of like in between breaks. They were like pitching the ball around, playing catch and all that. Well, they, some of the, the scouts uh, and, the, and the, the assistant coaches uh, got, you know, seen that, that my coach was throwing the ball around. They wanted to go ahead and uh, give him a tryout with, uh, with the team and stuff. And, of course, back then in 1963, the spring of 63, Willie McCovey playing on the team. You had uh, you had Willie Mays. Uh, uh, he was probably like around 32, 33 years old, Willie Mays. And uh, you had Gaylord Perry. You had Jim Constable. You had uh, 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 that guy, uh, Alou, Alou, Felipe Alou. Or, or, uh, okay. Right, right. And they had uh, Juan Marichal, uh, that, 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 uh, the, the guy that would uh, kick – Kick his leg up real high yes. and throw the ball. You We're know, all familiar with these guys. We're baseball fans. We know who you speak. Exactly. Best bring string of sixty three. You know. And well, anyway, they wanted to give him a, they wanted to give him a tryout. Uh, you know, but he said that he had a he had a girlfriend back home and he wanted to go ahead and uh, go back home and get married with her. So he gave up that that tryout. Uh, but the moral of the story is that. He got to see Willie Mays and Willie McCovey and all have uh, batting practice because he was right there uh, uh, fixing the bleachers and stuff in that spring training uh, stadiums and stuff. And, uh, you know, he got to see all that. And he took all that he saw and he, he put it into when he was coaching us. That's why we were good hitters back then. And uh, because he seen that over there in the spring training and he – started teaching us how to bat and all that and that's why we were we were good hitters and so that's a good story of, of that <laughs> you, know, anyway, you don't get to tell us a story and then tell it was a, us it's a good story yeah, we, just, we, we listen to you and say that was a good story you don't get to say that's like saying a joke and say that was funny you gotta let us you well, gotta let us judge the story well 
The thing is this, guys, the thing is this, uh, out of all this negative uh, uh, crap that's going on with baseball and all this kind of stuff, there, there goes something positive so for the audience and for the people so they can see that, that baseball back in the 60s uh, when my coach was – you know, over there in Phoenix in spring training, working, you know, doing construction, that he saw some of the some of the pure things like, you know, Willie Mays batting and Willie McCovey and all that. He got to see all that. I mean, I, I would love if there was a, such thing as a time machine to go back and see all that and then watch Babe Ruth. <laughs> and all that. I mean, that, that's right. We did the time travel. I, I love that. I applaud that part yes, of the story. You the story into time travel. We would go back to the spring of 63 in Phoenix, Arizona. I wasn't born now, yet, by the now way. Michelle, didn't he and Campy have a disagreement at one no, point? No, that was Roseboro. That's Roseboro. Yeah, John Roseboro. Was that Roseboro? Was it Roseboro and uh, Marichelle? Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't as pure. <laughs> well, what do you mean well, I have no idea? Wait, wait. How do you not have ideas? One of the great brawls in baseball history. Yeah, didn't Roseboro take a bat to yes. him? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the year before, 1962, uh, Willie Mays had hit 49 home runs, and Orlando Cepeda, the first baseman, hit 35. So they were they were a hell of a homers back then. <laughs> yeah, they they could hit some, and they were, they were playing in the stick then, which wasn't exactly home run friendly. No, it was a no. windy nightmare. Yeah, so that was an impressive yeah. number back then. All right, man. Well, I appreciate but, you calling. Yeah, we'll we'll call. Guys, take care. All right. Good story. Bye. <laughs> Start with Dr. Hardwood. You don't get to say it's a good story. It well, was I, an okay story, but he did a good job of making it relevant at the yeah, end of our time. Yeah, he tied it all together to yeah. time travel. Oh, my so God. So where would you time travel back to in the time of sports? When the you, time of sports? Yeah, if you could time travel to a place in time in sport. I'd love to have been alive for the the Packers run since I'm a I'm a Packer fan. You're talking about the sixties run, the yeah. Vince oh, Lombardi yeah. Days. yeah, that would do, that to me that would have been cool. Would you go to the Would you put yourself in nah, the stands at the hospital? Well, I don't know. It's pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cold. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know how much you see from the stands at the goal line if you're on the other side of the field. What do you even see? Even the fifty yard line, do you see scored? I don't know, but you know, I, I told you before I had a, an eighth grade history teacher that was at the game. I and, think you and, told me this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mr. Stone tells about he he was visiting family, and he actually called someone at the Cowboys and said, I'm going to be up there. Y'all thinking, yeah, we can get you some tickets for that. And they got him a couple of tickets. But the thing that I remember the most about his storytelling, and, and I'm pretty sure I told you this, he said everybody left their cars running in the parking lot. You had to. You said you could look out of the stadium yeah. and everybody's cars got exhaust coming yes. out and, and it said at halftime everybody went out and sat in their car. Yes. And then came back in and left them running. Yes. Uh, one of the craziest, and of course you're talking about the Ice Bowl, the, the 21-17 Packer win over the, over the Cowboys in the NFL Championship I think everybody game. knows. You don't no, have they to don't. Bring all that young up. people don't. But, <laughs> but the women, it's such a strange read if you read the book about the game that women who showed up at the game were not wearing what you would anticipate into like today they'd be parked up right yeah no they were wearing like dresses hosiery. well boots but bare legs like yeah. from knees down to ankle kind of thing they so got exposure oh my god yeah it was horrific and yeah. so many of these women talked about couldn't do it they all huddled in the bathroom said forget this stupid football game my, my husband made me come to this and they were all in the bathroom trying to keep warm 
Well, no wonder you want to go back to <laughs> what? All the women are huddled in the bathroom with frostbite? No, I was legged and booted up. <laughs> okay, take me. I'm not going to end, so I don't have to watch the game. <laughs> You're a knucklehead. No, I don't know that. You know, that's a, you posed an intriguing question though about where would you like to go back to and what era? If you could time travel and sport, yeah. not anything else. We're not hanging out with Sir Francis Drake. We're just going <laughs> to time travel for sports. He if anybody's anyway. out there that's got a, you know, if you're on Facebook. Give us a hint of where you would time travel and sports. So, a singular event or like era? Either way. No, but I mean there's two. Those are two. Do you want to go see the '62 Giants or no. what would you? What would you want to go see? What What would draw you back in time that would be worthy of time traveling? See, that's a really good question. Doctor uh, Hardwood's given us something here. He's given us a gift. <laughs> he gave us no listeners. But <laughs> <laughs> listeners at this point but he's given us something if you're on facebook tell us somewhere you'd travel back or, or not it's a player just you want one to see athlete. one guy yeah if you could go back i tell you what if you're talking about one athlete i i would like to have either seen ted williams or joe dimaggio to, to me those are two guys i would like to have seen them in person live and see exactly how great they were they talk about dimaggio being the most i don't know graceful athlete that may have ever been on a baseball field that might be a guy i'd like to go see live it's pretty cool that's twice now i've gone going back and having the conversation it's it's baseball kind of things which is kind of strange i mean the packer well, decade but baseball things people of our age kind of romanticize baseball during its glory days yeah i wouldn't go back to 72 to watch the rangers <laughs> come on <laughs> that's that's cruel that's almost like being sent to H-E double hockey sticks there. Like going back and seeing the 61 Mets? <laughs> yeah. I want some of that. Yeah. See what that looks like. I'm going to go back and see the Miracle Mets in the uh, early fall, of, or late summer, early fall 69. Eh, I don't know about that. I'd like to have seen Wilt live. Yeah, be I bet cool. seeing Wilt live was crazy. Yeah. Houston-UCLA basketball game. At the Dome? At the Dome. That might have been a thing. You see, they're just starting to just roll out yeah. now. I don't know. All right, we got to take a break. It's uh, 15 after 5 o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on The Fan. 903-735-9905 is the number. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. What are you laughing at? That riddle says we'll go back to the 90s when the Cowboys were worth a crap. <laughs> <laughs> and to think, for these young people, it's time travel. <laughs> for us, it's just a bad dream. We're coming right back. Eighteen and a half after five o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor on the fan one oh seven nine. All right, so uh, Matt Riddle's a funny guy. Yeah, so I got I got to tell this story. So Riddle that, worked the game with you last Riddle night. Riddle worked the game, and uh, it was an entertaining ball game to say the least. Yeah, it sounded like a real quite a good ball game back and forth. wasn't uh, wasn't a win for the Razorbacks, but they uh, uh, they represented well. 
had the top of the conference coming into town and uh, gave El Dorado all they wanted. So before the game, Matt, who's very generous. Yes, a very generous he, he, guy. He's brought us a couple of caps over the years yes, doing American I, Legion things. I gave mine to my brother-in-law. That's really nice of you. Uh, he, he handed me a cap yesterday. He said, brand new cap. He said, here. I got Razorback. You. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, of course. Gave you a cap. I went, wow, that is so nice. Well, I had one on already, so I stayed with mine. His new one I stuck in my in my bag, and I took it home with me. And I get home last night. I went, well, this is a pretty nice cap, by the way. And so I went to put it on, and it, like, sat on the top of my head. He, it was a small medium that he gave me. And I'm not trying to say I'm an intelligent man because I'm not, you know, silly. But I think I've swelled my, my head enough with my brain to get past the medium. I don't think it's the brain that calls it it's, swelling. It's not the hair. I know that. It's not a hair thing. So, so you, I gotta, you're I gotta, a large. You're bragging I'm a that large, you. No, I'm a large, yeah, large, extra large, I would guess. I mean, I'm not trying to brag about that. I'm just telling Sounds you. Sounds like it. <laughs> but him giving me that small medium kind of hurt my feelings yeah. now after the fact. So i got to give him his cap back and see if he's got a large, extra large. He says that he has a, a large, extra for Oh, him. there you go. Yeah. I'm sure he grabbed the wrong one accidentally. I doubt he thought I had a small, medium head. Just they have. <laughs> You're a man with small features. Well, I may have to shave all the rest <laughs> of the little bit of hair I got left to squeeze yeah. it on that melon. But anyway, we had a, it was a good time last night. It was a good ball game. And uh, the Razorbacks, uh, they're trying to get in the playoffs. They're a half game out right now with uh, three games left to play in conference play. It's got a home run fest, though. Not a home run fest. I mean, each team got one. In high school, you don't see that very often at that level of a bunch of home runs. But well, it's inside the park job and uh, – Unfortunately, game winner for El Dorado that cleared the fence. So, there's that. There's that. Yeah. But would you give them at least a C for their effort last night? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know the start. They're starting. It's, they're starting pitcher left after an inning, inning in the third, and we think yeah, maybe saw that tweaked his guy. arm a little okay. bit, and so they had to go to the second a second pitcher, and the guy that came in, Scott Trumbull, went through one bad pitch. He threw one bad pitch in five and two-thirds innings. And it, unfortunately, it was a home run with a guy on base and, and went 5-4 to becoming a 6-5 deficit, but pitched a great five-plus innings in relief. And uh, I said, hung one pitch, and that's how quickly it goes south on you. But, how baseball goes. Yeah, guys at the bottom of the order produced, which the Razorbacks have struggled at times to get the bottom of the order on. And they got a uh, number nine hitter, had a big hit in the game, and number seven hitter had a two-run double in the game. And they, they, they produced in places you wouldn't necessarily expect it. And like I said, they're taking on the number one team in their conference, who's 21-3 and three now in the year. So, that's no, better than a C. It's, that's it's a mascot for El Dorado. Uh, Wildcats. Oh, okay. Why? It seems like that'll be uh, dogs or... Dogs? Yeah, L-dogs. L-dogs? Yeah. What's an L-dog? An El Dorado's an L dog. An L dog. You've never heard an El Cadillac El Dorado called a L dog? No. Where'd you grow up? Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. L dog. Yeah, an El Cadillac El Dorado, El Dorado, however you pronounce it, it's well, called Dorado. an L dog. Never heard it. Yeah. When who? No, I'm not even gonna ask. Never heard it. It was just the Cadillacs. Yeah, no, that could, would. You know, that wouldn't caddies. be bad. Yeah. How about the how about the trains? Like for being elevated. The L trains. No, it's that's, that's not, what you that's, got. That means the L the train. Dorado. The L train. No, no, that's not going to work. Works up north. That's what they are in Chicago. You're on the okay, L. Okay, once again, where are you from? 
I'm from Wisconsin, but I'm trying to help you down here way, to get rid of L dogs. Jordan's got a manager in one of the Premier or Champions League over there that's an American, and he's from Racine. No, he's not. Yes, he is. So I told him you knew everybody in Racine. I you don't know him. everybody. I've been you, gone for 30 you years. You get him on the air with us. No, I couldn't even get uh, I couldn't get my boy Dwayne Kuyper on with us. I told you this story. I'll repeat it for those who have never heard this before. So Dwayne Kuyper played second base for the Indians in the 70s and 80s. And he is one of the two radio voices. Mike Kruko is the other one of the San Francisco Giants. We're back around to Dr. Hardwood's Giants. And so <laughs> I'm like, okay, Dwayne Kuyper would be a good guy to try to get on. He's a major league radio play-by-play guy and he would you be a got co- this connection yeah i got this yeah right this connection so, racing yes we're boys together and to make it even this much more i have a photo of my grandfather when he was still alive who uh his his company was in sturdivant wisconsin and so they went to a brewers game and they presented kuiper with like the keys to sturdivant which is a little burg outside of racine and so I got a photo that was in the newspaper of my grandfather and Dwayne Kuyper. Did you share all this with Dwayne? I, well, I did with his kid. I'm like, hey, by the way, your dad and my grandfather were in a photo together back in the day. Honored him for being so a major league player. you only found his kid. You didn't find Dwayne. Well, you can't get to Dwayne. So I went through his he's son. He's that big. Well, he's that private about it. I went through his son trying to get him on, and I got I got big dog by Dwayne Kuyper's kid. Which was kind of disappointing. So the point of that story is I don't know everyone in Racine, and even the people I do know, I can't even get access to them. Well, I think I've been kicked out. Considering of what you say about soccer, we'll be hard pressed to get anyone in that world to come on the air with us. If uh, Jordan Angel will send me the name, I'll get the guy. You'll get the guy. I'll get the guy. I'll be like a dog with a bone. You, I won't let it go. Like an L dog. L <laughs> <Hell> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Really? I did not realize this. I just get my information from Jordan Angel. Now, it makes me wonder if this is an ethnic thing. What? There's a lot of Germans and a lot of Danes up in that uh, that part of the country. And I'm why, wondering why if Why can't just a Midwesterner no, like no, soccer? No, 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 no Midwesterner <laughs> like soccer. It's got to be one of the ethnic groups up there who's got what? a guy who's, who's a soccer why guy. Why does soccer have to be ethnic? It's Euro. He's one of these Euro guys. I'm telling you, we had he's just we had Ted German Lasso. fest and Polish fest and Danish fest. Those fests are, y'all have you, hate fest too. You, no, I mean I do, but they didn't up there. They had one like Salmonarama. We had a festival going on. What was it? Salmonarama. You go on Lake Michigan. You had your bass guy on this uh, this morning, and uh, that was yesterday, yesterday morning. morning. But Lake Michigan, they got a Salmonarama, big deal where you try to catch the most and largest salmon off the lake. And so it's a festival. They have festivals every week for the summer, no matter what. If it's a chance to drink beer, they're having a festival. They have a bunch of them and a bunch of ethnic festivals. Sports Girl told me they they have one in Pittsburgh this week in Pittsburgh, Texas. Pittsburgh, what? I mean, Pittsburgh, what kind of fest? It's it's. She called it Wiener Fest. I think it's Hot Link Fest. <laughs> It's a celebration of the Wiener or the Hot Link. Yeah, well, the Hot Link, not the Wiener, the Hot Link. <laughs> Just a wiener. No, wiener those Pittsburgh links aren't that I big. I don't know what she does and who she hangs around. <laughs> she wanted that. She asked me, "You going to that wiener fest this week?" I said, "No." Is it like sausage party? <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't make it sound attractive to me. 
Thank goodness. I want to go back in time and be in that Green Bay bathroom. <laughs> Don't we all? Put, put Don't me in the all. Ice boat. Well, they're all huddling for warmth. Ooh. You'd be a star in there. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about those Midwestern girls from the Beach Boys. You didn't hear about anything. We're taking a break. It's almost 28 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. we got to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you mentioned Miguel Cabrera, and I know you talked about it the other day, but we'll come back and revisit because uh, we were talking about the 3,000-hit club while we were in the break just a second ago, and is anybody in the uh, general neighborhood of 3,000, which I can't imagine. We'll look about it and talk about it. Mavs go tonight? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Big win. What do you talk? Really? Yeah. They got planes now. Oh, they do. Yeah. I'm sure Cuban's got one. He can let the boys out. He might have one. He might have access. Get one from Elon Musk. Yeah. All right. Quick break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9. Thirty-one minutes after five o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. Nine zero three seven three five nine nine zero five is the uh, Sonic Hotline. All right, so we're back to this uh, this discussion about Miguel Cabrera and the three thousand hits, and we were looking and talking during the last two breaks about who's in the neighborhood to be next. Because you always wonder who's the next guy, and I'll be honest with you, I don't see a next guy. The next closest is Robbie Cano at uh, about uh, 2,600 hits. But Cano is 39 years old now already. Yeah. He ain't getting there. And he was hurt last year. Yeah, he's, he's not getting 400 hits at 39 years old. I mean, you wouldn't think, but he two years ago he had a pretty good year. Yeah, but he's two years older. I'm just saying. I just don't see that. I mean, I may be sitting here in two years going, I'll be darned, he actually got it. Uh, there's nobody close after that. Yadi Molina is about 900 hits away, and he's also... 39 years old. I think he's about to retire anyway. I think he's about done. Yeah, he's done. This is last year. He's announced it. Uh, Next closest without being 35 or older is actually Elvis Andrus, who's at 33 years old and 1,875 hits. I'm surprised he's got that many hits. That's a little bit of a surprise. That's 1,100 hits away. So if we're talking about going 10 more years, if he goes 10 more years and gets 100 hits a year he's there and he's 42 years old all right so the last person to do it i've forgotten pujols went over yeah in 18 he was the last person and now he's up to 3300 right I tell you what when you see that dang rose at 4200 you just shake your head it's crazy 4, that's 200 hits that's 200 hits every year yeah that's not 100 that's 200 and, and he every carried year. a career of 303 right that's, that's just amazing. And he wasn't that fast. No. It's not uh, like he was stealing he hits. He wasn't legging out here. No. But he hit the ball. He, yeah. There's no question in my mind. When when you – well, I say it. I'm probably going to argue with myself, but what if I say it? For the longevity, there's nobody I've ever seen that hit for the entire career like Rose did and just never really had a drop off. And he stayed in the National League. And he stayed in the National League, where they didn't even have a chance to convert him to DH yeah. and just let him get hits. Because he had to go play first right. or move him into the infield when he couldn't play the outfield anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I don't see anybody on this list. Now, Mike Trout is at 14 Thursdays. He's about halfway there, and he's 30 now. Yeah. 
He's lost the last two yes. parts he of can't, two seasons. He can't continue to be injured all the time no. and get there. Uh, Bryce Harper is at 1,300 hits. He's only 29 years old, but he's not even halfway there yet. Yeah. I just don't see a guy there. I think I mentioned you need to enjoy Miguel Cabrera because it may be a while before we see this again, if we see it again. I'm just thinking, has there anybody been eating up a bunch of hits earlier in their career? Uh, there's nobody on the list. Mookie Betts, 29 years old, he's got 1,150 hits. He's not halfway there yet. And and there's no incentive to rush guys to the majors the way the rookie contract works now. And that may be a big part of this. Yes, uh, that's going to hurt people's chances. In the old days, if you weren't contending and you had a 19, 20-year-old wonder boy, you rushed him right in there. Because wasn't Cabrera 19 in that first World Series that the Seems Marlins like, played? He was yeah. in the Marlins system at the time, yeah. the Mar- on the Marlins like team. It. But I'm just saying, in that time, you would rush a kid. Yeah. There's no incentive to rush a star player now because there's a good chance he's going to be playing somewhere else when he really hits his stride. Can we do a futures bet there will never be another 3,000 hitter? Well, I, I, I hate to say that. Uh, you know, the kid that just signed the big contract with uh, Tampa Bay, Wandy or Wonder, whatever his name is. Okay. Wandy Franco, what's that kid's name? He's like 21. And he just signed this huge contract where he's going to spend the next 12 years of his career with him or whatever. He might be that guy that can put up 200 a year or something. So I'm not I'm not sitting here saying it's never going to happen again. I'm going to go it's never going to happen again. But injuries and all. And, and some will say, well, that injuries is a side effect of what they're putting into their bodies and things. I'm going to do this. Because the money is so lucrative now, I don't have to keep playing after 35 yeah, years old or whatever my opposite. year is. So, well, you think it's the opposite? These guys have made so making, much money by 35. they're making so much it's hard to walk away. If I've got a $500 million contract, do I really need to play after 35? I mean, 500 million bucks. Uh, no, you don't, but you keep playing. I mean, does Pujols have any reason to be playing? I think he's trying to get the home run number. Yeah. I think but, that's his thing. He's There's a number he's yeah, looking but, at. He'd want to get the 700 home runs. But I'm saying financially, does he have no. any reason? Oh, gosh, no. No. No, but he's honoring out a 10-year contract. No, he's Or he's whatever moving. it is now. Yeah, no, he's yeah, no, signed I, He's coming year. back. I get it. I, just, I think he wants 700 home runs. I think he wants more money. These guys more, just want money. more money. Of course, yeah. he's going. Is he going through a divorce? If I remember right, yeah, I think, I think so. he's left a sickly wife. If I remember right, well, did you have to bring that up? Yeah, well, I think that that's part of the he story. He just turned his back on a sickly wife. I think that's part of the story. Yes, that seems a little harsh. I know. So that's some laundry that he made. Don't you want to be sure about that before you I, air I'm that? I'm pretty sure. I th- I said I think that's what it was. Pujols divorces sickly wife. Yes. I think that may be why he needs the money. You're talking about hanging on for the extra for cash? Insurance or? No, she's probably going to get a bunch. <laughs> if he's leaving her when she's sick, she ought to take get it all. Yeah. Eat all of his hide. Well, and that's why he's probably playing. Got to get another contract. <laughs> but I think these guys play way too long now because they're making so much money. See, I don't think, who's playing too long? A lot of guys are. See, I thought they played too long when they weren't making very much money earlier in their careers because they really were trying to end it having money in the bank so that they could go into retirement or something else. They don't need the money now. I would expect you're going to see so many of these guys decide to walk away from it before 
they get crippled up from and it's not football you're not getting hit mm. but still you walk in with bad arms or whatever i wouldn't be surprised to see more guys retire at a younger age like mike trout unless trout's like legitimately in view of the home run record well, for trout he may be chasing a championship well for yeah that's a good point that's a good point but I can see Mike Trout he as hadn't much as sniffed one yet. No, and his body's taken a bunch of abuse. Yeah, he early. plays way too hard. He plays like freaking Mantle. Y- yeah, and Mantle hung on too long. Mays hung on too long. His body was beat up. Those guys were. I mean, Mays was forty something. Yeah, they don't need to play that long. I agree. Anyway, but I think they will because the money's so lucrative. It's because teams are stupid. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they sound like Barkley. Well, they are stupid. You heard him talk about the Timberwolves? Yeah. <laughs> He's harsh on the Timberwolves. Well, shouldn't you be? This is the stupidest team ever. They the are stupid. Team. Did they you watch that game lose. last night? Is that the one they didn't send four players out? <laughs> yeah. Well, in, no, that was Atlanta. Was that Atlanta that lost to my – I don't know who. I'm watching some of this Memphis-Minnesota game, a little bit at the end of the first half and then more than the second. And Minnesota's just – stomping on memphis and then it got fourth quarter and then they got stupid and he's right they played stupid they gave one away in memphis they should have won and they'll be done john morant's so good oh my gosh that dunk that he threw down it was the end of the half oh my god i'm watching that one oh he got up on that you could see it from watching it on tv he's about to launch now did you read tim mcmahon's piece no. yesterday on uh being posterized no i didn't that sounds like well, a fun one uh, he interviewed uh you know maxi got posterized by was it tatum up in yes boston on the sunday game a couple weeks ago now, why are we not talking about tatum being top five best players in the nba i don't think he's that guy yet, he's that guy he's very good but oh we'll see. he's that guy anyway um so he's you know the Everybody oohed and all and went on social media and went viral. Yeah. Which is the new thing for posterization. In the old days, you might actually end up on a poster. Right. But today, you're going to end up on a video clip that's just going to be played over and over and over again. Or that somebody's going to pay an obscene yeah. amount of money for. Or the, what do they call it? I don't know. Whatever acronym that is. Yeah, that I don't know. Covers electronic I don't want to say the, I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm not going to anyway, guess. Well, you didn't feel that way about Pujols' wife. I, <laughs> I do feel that way about Pujols' wife. But I think way, she's getting, getting anyway, done wrong. McMahon talks about the fact that that's the big deal now. You used to, maybe you would get on SportsCenter, but now that video clip just plays over and yeah. over and it's liked and shared and it's just like wildfire. But he was going through some of the biggest ones in recent memory and Maxie was one of them. All right. Well, they won the game. Mm-hmm. And he had a couple that Gobert had taken. That just people gone up and just dunked on Gobert. But in the ones that got the most traction and had been shared the most, they won the game. Nobody talks about that. In the world of social media, it's simply the clip. Nobody well, sure. cares the results. No, and, it was impressive. You know, McMahon's located in Dallas, and he talked to Cleaver. Cleaver said, I don't care. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to get dunked on because I'm not belling out. I'm there to play defense. Yeah, it's that's, big guys that get dunked yeah, on that are on the poster. That's what I get paid. Right. Gobert, he interviewed him because Gobert was in town. Sure. Uh, it was a good story. And, and Gobert's like, 
you know, I'm three-time defensive player of the year. I really don't worry about if I get dunked on. Right. I make my living playing defense. Right there at the rim. They don't replay my blocks. No, they don't point. replay my rebounds. That's not what people care to see. He said, but I feel pretty good about it for a living. Sure. And he said, but I'm going to get dunked on some because I don't give up the rim. No. I'm there to protect that rim. Yes. And so sometimes I'm going to give it up and I'm going to be in the picture. He said, but you're not going to see me belling out because that's what I get paid to do. And Maxie said that. Maxie said, I'm not in the league because I'm a great offensive weapon. I'm in the league to play defense at this point. And he said, I'm going to keep playing. Didn't Sean Bradley get abused like a lot on posters? But he's at the rim. Yeah. That's 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 what you're doing. Yeah. Tatum ought to be getting a lot more pub than he's getting. Well, I think he will if they – make it to the finals this year I think people will reconsider who he is and what he is but you gotta remember that team in the past and I hate they mugged a lot of people yeah. they're a very physical team well yeah <laughs> I see the smile well crawling. no they, they did they, yes they were a little younger yes. and not quite as gifted as some of the teams they were playing yes and they had to be a little more physical and to so keep people away from the I rim I thought Stevens teams played a lot like pop's team and brad stevens yeah yeah now they've got a different coach who i think is going to let tatum be turned loose a little more and and i think that will help his calls about what you're talking about more individual recognition but that's not who the celtics were under brad stevens no. under brad stevens they were we're going to grind you down and beat you yeah yeah and that's why Kyrie didn't work there He's no. not that guy. No. And I wonder how, if Tatum does emerge as this superstar type player, will they allow that in Boston? Will it fit into the culture there? Or will it be, eh, this really, we don't really believe in this style. I think he's capable of being that guy. It's just he hasn't been turned loose like he has this year. As I'm thinking about it, and you're having this conversation – I don't know where I put him, but I think he's in the top 10 in the NBA. Oh, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I just walking my way through this postseason and these guys. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie and, since and January, Since January, I definitely put him in the yeah, top 10. He's way. carrying Boston. Yes. And, and he's, imp- he's impressive on both sides. He can go to the rim and shoot from outside. I just I, I love the guy's game. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think I appreciated it much until I caught a lot of this Brooklyn-Boston yeah. series. You know, game one, they're talking like, this is going to be the greatest series in the history of the NBA. Well, obviously, it turned out not to be. And it turned out not to be because Jason Tatum was better than anybody in Brooklyn. And I don't – you know, I looked at shots of game four, I think it was, and – it took 31 shots for Kevin Durant to get his 39 points. I think it took 16 for uh, Tatum, who had foul trouble that game, to get 29 points in the same game. I just felt like Tatum was head and shoulders than everybody else on the court in that series. Well, I said yesterday that uh, since January, the Celtics and the Mavericks are very similar to each other. Yep. They got their personnel right. They got a new coach in there. They got the personnel to buy into what the new coach was doing. And they really let one individual kind of just blossom. And that one individual has made other people better on the team. But they before, maybe they didn't let that person fully 
you know, become what they are capable of being. And then they've both been super hot since January. Right. And for Mavs, it was a matter of, as you like to say, addition by subtraction. They interviewed Tatum the other night after the game, and Barkley asked him what's been the difference. And he said, we just finally got the personnel right. Well, that means sometimes the personnel's got to know their role. You know, I, I think it's a lot easier for Smart now just to be the defensive stopper. Knock down an occasional shot. I agree. In the old days, Smart, I think, felt like he had to get 15 to 20 a night right. for them to win. Yep. He doesn't have to now. If he does, Tatum's offense is that good now. Yes. And they added, they added Al Horford back. Yeah. Which was a – you, know, uh, you don't uh, think that much about Al Horford. He's an older guy. They've got a couple of bigs he, now. He's an older guy. But I tell you what, he's, they get Milwaukee next if the, if the Bucks can finish off the Bulls tonight, which they should. I don't know when Chris Middleton's coming back. Yeah, that's problematic. It is. It's a short bench now. Boston's a deep bench now. I think they can match with Tatum. I don't know if they can match with guys like Smart, though, in particular. I think yeah. that's going to be the problem. And Al Horford scares the heck out of me. He's more athletic than Brooke Lopez, even though he's old and L- Lopez is too. But I, do they have any answer for Giannis? No. No. I mean, they don't. Smart is so strong he can guard a lot of people, but he can't, he can't guard, guard you. It'll have to be Horford, and it'll have, yeah. they'll have to do it by they'll send yeah. different bodies. Oh, out. I know, but Robert that's, Robert Williams is probably the guy yes. that'll yeah, end up the, on him. The other big that's right. young and who's but, been hurt. Yeah, but to me, that's going to be their problem. Giannis may have to score forty to forty five a night, but he's capable of doing. Yeah, he that. can do that. Yeah, losing Middleton though. Oh, I agree. He Ugh. was. He was the difference maker a year ago. And now you're going to get him back hobbled off of yeah. bum leg. Hey, the two teams that we thought all year were headed for a rematch, or I have, have lost Middleton and Booker. then Booker, and it's just... Yeah, but Phoenix looked good again last night. Well, they're going to get, it looks like they're going to get out of the series. Yeah, they'll get past New Orleans. Which was their, their initial concern. If Booker can be healthy by the end of this series, Dallas is in trouble. They don't match up well. Who matches up with uh, with Chris Paul? I'm not so worried about Chris Paul. See, I, I'm watching him more and more and thinking, like, the guy's just – he knows He's, who he is. He, he knows who he is. He doesn't on what he can do. He's so smart. He knows his spots. He gets to his uh, spots. They don't really have – who's going to protect the rim? Powell is your rim yeah, guy? Yeah, you don't have a so, – And they're the in line problem, part of the problem. But Aiton here's and, the deal. Aiton and Paul. Aiton's the problem. Yeah. Aiton's Aiton, the pro- Aiton, I'm Aiton not, and Paul. I'm not worried about Paul. We'll find no, out. I'll say why. Because they're going to need to get Dinwiddie and Brunson going, and, and Dinwiddie in particular, because you can exploit Paul on the other end now. He's not as quick as he used to no, be. No, he's not. And, and I know he's strong. He's got that low. But Dinwiddie can make him work all night. And, and because Dinwiddie's about the same size, a lot quicker at this stage of his career. Yeah. That's going to have to be the answer for Paul. You're going to have to have his tongue wagging all night long, which means Lucas may have to play a little faster in this series, and they may not grind it as much in the half court. But they can. They're capable of doing that. Powell can run the floor. And they've got guys who can run the floor. Can Luca run the floor? It's surprising. <laughs> there was a couple times the other night where they go, wow, he really pushed it there, which is so out of character sure. for him. But he's capable of doing it if he has to. I don't think he ever wants to. He's so strong, yeah. he just bullies his way around. Half court's his game. Yeah. But uh, I, I just my fear is it's going to be a quick pace, and they have no answer for Aiton. He's just 
He's long. He's athletic. Has the Brunson revelation in this postseason priced himself out of the Maverick market? I hope not. Because he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, they cleared a bunch of money when they got rid of Porzingis. They gave Finney Smith a nice deal, but I don't think they're out of it on Brunson. Because they were kind of playing this season for – is it this off season of yeah, free agents? Yeah, but here's the deal. He and Finney Smith were going, both going to be – they went to both of them offered them long-term deals. Finney Smith said, let me go ahead and take mine. Right. Brunson gambled on himself. He good, was already emerging. The yep. league has just now seen it in this playoff series. But he had already emerged. And so uh, he's just making himself more money every night he goes out there and puts 30 up in the playoffs. All right, we got to take a break. Long on the segment, but that's all right. We got 10 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor coming right back. Final segment coming up next. You stick around. We're coming right back to the fan 1079. We're back uh, seven minutes till six o'clock, leaving the yard, Zach and the professor. Um, tomorrow, Kirk and company. Chop's going to be in with us. We had to do a little shuffling around. Billy came in this morning, and uh, Coach is going to be on on Friday. Whoa, you're moving. Oh, boy. But but Chop's in his normal spot. Chop's in his normal Chop's spot. Chop's in his spot. All right, so yeah. that's good. So I'm sure tomorrow morning will be Chop's take on who the Cowboys should draft. Tomorrow yes, night. A, it will be very draft-centric. You would think. We'll yeah. be back here tomorrow night. We'll do that same kind of conversation, I'm sure. As we'll see if any last-minute moves are about to happen. I think the I think there's a smoke and mirrors about Aiden Hutchison. I read a really interesting piece the other day where a guy says, if, if Hutchison hadn't played at Michigan, he probably wouldn't even be in the top ten in the draft. That they really hyped the crap out of him. That he seems to be a guy that takes a bunch of plays off when he plays hard, he plays hard, but he's a guy that's not like a J.J. Watt, for instance, who's well, playing all the time. I, I think the Watt brothers are his his saving grace. I think people see the Watt brothers and go, that guy could be one of those guys. Yeah. But I do think he's in a conference that plays a little different style. If they were playing the Ohio States of the world every week – I don't want to see that film. Right. Oh, yeah. But he's not playing the Ohio State of the world every week. He, I think, did it against some slower teams and maybe not his quickness at the the offensive tackle position. Because we know in the SEC there are some athletic freaks at the offensive tackle position. You're playing NFL caliber guys every week. Well, not every week, but a lot of them. You're playing a lot of them. Yeah. I think the guy that may actually be helping Hutchison may be the guy that Green Bay drafted a few years ago out of Michigan. Rashawn Gary yes. had that same reputation. Yes. Guy doesn't play all the time. When he does, he's good. When he doesn't, he's not. And if they can get him to play every snap, like the good snaps, he'll be something special. Well, well he's become something special. And if, if that's a Michigan thing, and you may be right, competition's not all locked in, all of a sudden you get to the league and you actually play for money now. And this sounds terrible. There are times as a defensive end, they just run away from you. Well, sure. That You're chasing a play you're never yeah, going to catch. Yeah. Um, you know, that was one of the things I always loved about the kid over at Pleasant Grove, Landon Jackson. I thought he was as good a backside pursuit yeah. defensive end as I had seen at the high school level. But there are a lot of guys that don't provide backside. Yeah. They stay home. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll wait till i got to rush the yeah. passer. Yeah. And, and there are some – 
systems that want you to stay home, right. that don't want you to get That's sucked right. up in there and all. That's one of the things that have changed. And so if you're not that guy that has the speed to run down someone, then that may be, and someone may look at him, well, he's taking the playoff. He's not backside pursuing. Well, that may not be what he's asked to do. Right. And so uh, at the defensive end position, there's, there is sometimes that it lends itself. What I want to see a defensive end is can he stop the run and put pressure? And at the defensive end position, you're going to rotate in and out so much. I want to know on third and long, are you going to get after it? Yeah. Are you the guy that can get to the quarterback yeah. in the NFL? Yeah. And if, if you're not. If you are, then I'm making live with. Right. If they run Take away it off from, a play. Yeah. It's because it's so rare to find that guy that can constantly apply pressure. And I think that's part of what they did with with Gary. I think they made it pretty clear, you're not going to play on first down. We want you on yeah, second and third. Yeah. And if you give me everything on yes. second and third, then I'm not so worried. I'm not worried about what you do on first down because you're not going to be out yeah. there anyway. Yeah. If you if you approach it that way with a guy that's got a motor doesn't run all the time, you probably it, actually save his uh, everything. If you're jet sweeping away, yeah. you're not going to run that little slot guy down? No. I got music. We're done. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, Kirk and Company tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Chop Buchanan's hopping in here. Leopards, second still in 15-4A. Right behind the Hawks, who got a big win last night, PG, with a uh, Blake Jennings performance against North Lamar to really put themselves Mm -hmm. in a position to win that district unless they slip up someplace. All right, tomorrow night we're back, 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. It'll be Draft Talk Thursday. Get ready. We're going to nauseate you with football tomorrow night. Is there such a thing? We're yeah. done. You guys take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Leaving the yard. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing?